Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad Good. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, let me explain. Either me or the guest are experiencing something for the first time, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, today is one that we are uh, not sure, we, we weren't sure we were going to do, but we are back, we were hooked, uh, we've gotten some good feedback, seems you guys really have enjoyed our discussions on this uh, saga, so um, Nikki's back. Hi, I'm here. And we are going to talk about Cobra Kai Season 1. Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Johnny, I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is a guy who's ass kicked. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> Here we go, come oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm... <laughs> hey, watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> Was that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me? I'm driving home from work yesterday, and in this strip mall, I see... After 30 years, I thought that guy might have changed, but he's still the same prick. I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Thinks he could bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Yeah. Not on my watch. You want those kids at school to keep dumping things on your head? You want all the girls to think you're a wangless dork? You're gonna be my karate teacher? No. I'm gonna be your sensei. I'm gonna teach you the style of karate that was taught to me. A method of fighting your pansy ass generation desperately needs. Okay, let's see what you got. She's a girl. And? I'm sorry. Are you okay? Girl's a natural cobra. Johnny, you and I, this, we aren't done. Okay, so Cobra Kai, there's a lot to uh, unfold here. We've yeah. just finished the Daniel trilogy, Daniel Miyagi trilogy, Karate Kid, part one, two, and three. And we weren't sure if we were done, but um, I used that to sort of jumpstart you into Cobra Kai because everybody's watching this and talking about the show. And I had already binged all three seasons as uh, they hit Netflix. I was not, I, I did watch the first couple, first two episodes of season one on YouTube uh, three years ago when they hit. And then it went to like a paid YouTube red or premium or whatever. 
and so I stopped watching. And um, then they released season two, but I hadn't finished season one, so I didn't catch up. And then they dropped the first two seasons on Netflix. And funny enough, they became super popular, and uh, the rest is history. So overall, like you've you are having a unique experience in going from the films fresh like first time watches for you right into the series which i don't know anybody else who's done that like this show builds on that and sort of entrusts on that nostalgia so i'm interested to hear what you think as far as like your unique perspective of this um i'm really into it now um i'm kind of you know, I don't have that nostalgia, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't think I pronounced that right. But um, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I'm i just into it. And I could tell from the watching the first season, they really rely on that with like the flashbacks and kind of like the remember this, remember that. And um, I still think that's neat. Like, oh, so many years later, he's, you know, they... I don't know, just bring up old memories, and which is, like, not hard for me to remember. Right, and that's why I think <laughs> it's interesting is that, like, a lot of people going into these either saw Karate Kid a long time ago, or they, th- and they only remember bits and pieces, and this show sort of relies on you to see them with fresh eyes. So it is interesting for me to rewatch them because, the the series, because... I will rewatch the movies um, for the first time in quite a while. And so I'm catching a lot more references yeah. and winks and Easter eggs uh, the second time around. Um, and I feel like I'm catching them all. I mean, maybe I'm messing some, but I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the uh, second movie, third movie. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> if you if you guys haven't watched uh, Cobra Kai, I'm not sure why you're listening to this. There will be a lot of spoilers, but. If you are interested in it, I highly recommend going back and watching the original trilogy before watching the series because it brings it to a whole new level of appreciation. Like, I still think, and I'll argue this and people hate me for it, um, but the show gets tons of praise. I don't think the show is good. I think the the show is ultra corny and the the, mm-hmm. the original movie was re- well respected. I mean, Pat Morita, you know, was nominated for an Oscar. And then you watch Cobra Kai and they have like cheesy guitar riffs, uh, dad jokes, um, some pretty bad acting, mm-hmm. uh, some pretty poor writing. But overall, it's still something about it. I, I keep comparing it to like McDonald's fries or something like there's they're good. They're salty and they provide a quick bit of pleasure but um overall we know they're not good for us and it's not um gourmet food but it it's like a 25 minute little pocket of uh satisfaction but we talked about this in the last episode where it doesn't have to be a like a masterpiece for you to enjoy it right you know and sometimes you just it's familiar and it's it's a you know characters that you like and you just it's as exciting to see you know where they ended up what they doing now and just 
just you know old friendly face yeah i'm i'm gonna have to be very careful and i've i've read over notes and stuff to make sure that i remember where season one ends and season two and three begin because i don't want to spoil anything for you Um, we started the second season a little bit you know yeah a couple episodes and um so far there's there's only been like one character introduced uh Mm -hmm. but i don't want to spoil any really cool upcoming things and maybe we reveal that in the next episode right because you the new character um gets revealed at like the very last moment of season one it was like, oh shit. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about uh, yeah. that here, but I'm saying like, there's more to come of that, and I don't yeah. want to spoil any of that for you. But yeah, and they and they sort of, I was sort of pissed because Netflix sort of spoiled like the big reveal. Yeah, right on the menu when you click on like to watch it, and that's what's interesting about this show too is that I want to talk a little bit about. Um, this show was like the first scripted show that YouTube created for their premium service. Like mm-hmm. YouTube actually made a previ- uh, premium service before a lot of these like Peacock. And I mean, obviously Netflix was sort of like the OG of streaming content, but now everybody has their premium streamer. We, I mean, for years, like we always dreamed of I wish I could get rid of cable and only choose channels I want. Right. And I'd pay for it. Now we have that, but guess what? It's just... Every fucking channel is $15. So it's like, did we really want that? Because now we have Hulu, Netflix, uh, Peacock, HBO Max, uh, Shudder. I mean, the list goes on and on. CBS All Access. It's like... And if you want to catch everything, you either have to pay for it or, you know, share with friends or whatever. But Yeah, or you can kind of shuffle it, like... If you, I mean, you have to do some planning ahead. Like, oh, there's a lot on Hulu I want to watch, so you like cancel your Netflix subscription for a little bit. Or don't they have like some kind of like if you cancel it, you can't renew it? I don't. I don't think so. But I know there's. I I just read an article like last week about how Disney Plus and maybe another one I don't remember who are sort of suffering from that, where like. They're smart because, like, with the Mandalorian, they released mm-hmm. the episodes um, weekly to prevent people from binging them all and canceling, yeah. which is smart. But then again, they do it for, you know, eight weeks, and then everybody cancels Disney Plus until next year when it comes back. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, you can expand, you can sort of um, make people subscribe for longer, but you can't make them subscribe forever. And I think that would be too much to be like, you can't resubscribe if you unsubscribe. I mean, I was thinking something else. It's like, oh, you can't resubscribe for like three months or at least like something about the pricing. I don't know where I got that idea from. It's like if you resubscribe within this amount of time, you have to pay. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I made it all up. Maybe I came up with a genius idea and uh, someone's gonna steal it. I also <laughs> I also read an interesting article about how. Because Netflix is sort of the king of this and the first one to do it, um, that we don't even ever consider like canceling Netflix. So net- yeah. like Netflix is like there all the time, and the all the other streamers we consider like all the time canceling. And Netflix yeah. is the one that keeps raising their prices, but 
if something is on Netflix in our brain, we're like, oh, it's free on Netflix, even though we pay the most for Netflix. And like for a long time, like Netflix was the least watched streaming for me personally. Um, depends on the time of the year, but it feels like I used to watch Shudder the most out of everything. Now I do watch quite a bit of Netflix. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, I, I watch a good mix of everything now. I, to be honest, we watch a lot of Pluto, and that's free. Yes. Uh, I had a f- free subscription, a 30-day trial, what you call it, a 30-day trial? Yeah. Subscri- yeah, for Quibi. And yeah. then I did cancel it before I had to pay for it by Quibi. Yeah, and they're trying to, like, like, different networks are trying to snag their shows to pick up because this is the first time a streamer produced new content and then just went under right away. So that stuff like hasn't, it's nowhere to be found. It doesn't exist anymore, which is crazy. Yeah. Like they had stuff that never even made it on there before they went under. So they produce stuff. Oh. But, but what's interesting about, we'll get back to Cobra Kai is that, like I said, it was the first scripted uh, show on YouTube TV or on YouTube red, I think is what it's called. Um, this first season was all released May 2nd, 2018. I think they made the first or first two episodes free for people to get hooked on because yeah. uh, people were not sold on the idea of paying for YouTube. I mean, when you have a free service for so long and then you offer, you know, something for to pay, people are reluctant. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Netflix had the advantage where it's like, we are paying for the discs and you got the streaming service for free. And it was like yeah. very bare minimum at first. And then slowly they like we mitigated over to that and we got rid of the discs. And then it was like, well, I just have the streaming service now. And they slowly went from like seven dollars. Now they've doubled the price like over time by a couple bucks, a couple bucks until we're double like 15 bucks now. I remember... Yeah, when they started making original content, it's like, what the hell is this? Like, this is supposed to be like a blockbuster. Right. And <laughs> people were a little reluctant to that. And they they were smart because they were buying up movies at first. And then they started producing stuff. And uh, people are still getting used to that because I see people get upset that shows get canceled after like three or four seasons. And Netflix has made it very clear, like they've said it out loud without hesitation like our service is not we will not have shows outside of one or two that are huge hits like Stranger Things that will go beyond three or four seasons just because we want new stuff like we're constantly evolving. We don't mm-hmm. want to keep hanging on to the same things over and over again. So it's interesting to see them pick up a show like Cobra Kai because it went to YouTube. It got critical acclaim, but it didn't do too well as far as views. It sort of sat there and it was it was not successful enough to even make a dent in YouTube. And so YouTube actually decided to completely abandon all scripted shows and they went for like reality-based stuff Mm -hmm. uh, as far as new shows. So what happened was they filmed the first two seasons, um, released them year after each other. Uh, First season that we're talking about was 2018. Season two was 2019. They decided to not do that stuff anymore, but they had already filmed season three. So uh, Netflix picked up the first two seasons and then sat on the third season because of COVID. And then it became hugely popular on Netflix, which is interesting that the same exact show sat on YouTube, no one watching it. Mm-hmm. You put it on Netflix and everybody sort of like Shameless was that I was way. just going to say, like, we watched Shameless 
since the first episode premiere premiered um it oh, was yeah it used to be right after dexter and for years i like even like it will pop up in my memory sometime me um <laughs> i posted like i wish somebody else was watching shameless because it's like such a good show and i can't talk about it with anybody because no like for years i had this favorite show nobody else besides you and our friend adam knew about it and then once it got on netflix and everybody it was everybody's favorite show and it's like a f- now it's not special. <laughs> right. <It's laughs> kind of ruined it in a way. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah, that it, just having a different platform is such a game changer. Like like I said, the, the show sat on the shelf, and then they dropped two seasons on Netflix, and people don't even realize it was on YouTube. They're just like, oh, a new show, a new Netflix show called Cobra Kai. Yeah. And even before today, when I'm when I read up on it, I thought... YouTube did the first two seasons, Netflix picked them up and filmed the third season and dropped it, but YouTube filmed the entire third season also mm-hmm. and just sat on it so long. So I'm interested. They've already they announced season 4 before 3 even premiered. So Netflix is producing season 4, but they might be like a lot older because yeah, uh, I don't know when they filmed season 3, but every, it looks like everybody's sort of the same like it's not the uh, effect that we got from Karate Kid 1 to 3. It, it seems like they filmed them like year after year after year. So by the time we do get season four, these kids are going to be old. Then stop them before. Yeah, no, I mean, look at, <laughs> yeah, exactly with the movies, but also look Daniel's at like. Daniel's son was 27 playing like a 17 year old. Right. And look at, you know, the Stranger Things, this new season that's eventually coming out. Those, oh, those are yeah. going to be like fucking grandpas Wait, what movie what you're watching oh um the adam sandler movie um who be halloween who be halloween and like you didn't believe me that one of the kids one of the teenagers was a stranger things kid yeah, yeah and i'm like that he's from stranger he's like, like nah he's way too old and i googled it and you're like oh my god he's a grown man now <laughs> yeah they change like at that age you just change you're changing in your body and your yeah. look so quickly so it's hard to tell but um yeah, season one of uh, Cobra Kai debuted May 2nd, 2018 on YouTube. Um, we have Ralph Macchio back as Daniel LaRusso. William Zapka back as Johnny Lawrence. Zolo, I'm going to butcher some of these names. Zolo Maradulina as Miguel Diaz. <laughs> like how you do. How about you do it? Because you, you I, speak Spanish. No, I, I barely... Mer- uh, I'm s- terrible at speaking, period. Meraduela. <laughs> I just like how Mer-a-duilina. you said it. <laughs> Courtney Hangler as Amanda LaRusso. Uh, Tanner Buchanan, Bu- Buchanan as Robbie Keane. Mary Mouser as Samantha LaRusso. Uh, Jacob Bertrand as Hawk slash Eli slash Lip. Uh, Gianni DeConza as Dimitri. Nicole Brown as Aisha, Martin Love or uh, Martin Cove as John Kreese. So spoiler on that mm-hmm. one, he does come back. But there's about a million other characters uh, coming and going that are minor characters, but these are the main players. Um, so we'll sort of go through episode by episode, but we won't focus too long on each one as we do yeah. like on a movie because there's a lot there and there's only they're only 20 minute episodes and mm-hmm. it goes I think what's nice about the show is that it goes at a relentless pace. Um, so much happens in one episode. So the first episode um, is 34 years since the uh, big 
all city tournament, the all uh, San Vernet for Fernando Valley tournament um, in the original Karate Kid. So these this show does follow all three. It does recognize them, but it's interesting because after watching these movies, it really focuses. It's funny because um, Zapka Johnny Lawrence is really only in the first, technically in the story of the first movie. Like he's technically in the second movie at the very beginning, but. Mm-hmm. Um, his story is pretty much finished in that first movie, and then he be- it becomes his focus of the show. Um, yeah, it's kind of. Would you say he's like the main character? Uh, Johnny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely at the beginning, like the first episode is definitely his episode because yeah. it kicks off right with him. He is an alcoholic loser who. Has is basically a handyman who mm-hmm. has who's clearly down on his own life. Um, he's struggling to make a living. He uh, and then we find out that uh, Daniel actually is on the other end of it. So it's still sort of like it's interesting because it's a contrast. In the Karate Kid, uh, Daniel was the poor kid coming from Jersey who lived in a shitty apartment complex uh, and was the poor one. And Johnny Lawrence was the rich kid mm-hmm. who dated the rich girl, Allie. And uh, now growing up, like Daniel has all the money. He has a very nice car dealership. He's yeah. got everything going for him. And uh, Johnny is a loser. He lives in a small apartment that looks almost exactly like the one Daniel grew up in. Run down, sort of shitty. Um, but he's Daniel's. I mean, uh Johnny's obviously stuck in the eighties, stuck in a he's sort of oh, yeah. sort of like the kids that you remember in high school that peaked in high yeah, school. He peaked in high school and And he's stuck in that era. Mm-hmm. And he still thinks he's that young guy. He thinks he's still hot shit too. Yeah. He still listens to bad music. Uh <laughs> he has bad style and they really play up like the dad jokes and like the boomer stuff for him mm-hmm. like and the 80s music a yeah. lot of it he's he's definitely trashy uh dumb he's played as like the dumb idiot but uh you sort of feel for him cuz it's like you can tell that he's traumatized from the events that happened in Karate Kid 1 right you i mean we see the i mean we watched the movie so we know he you know was sort of abused by his sensei uh, he had a rough go at it, but he was popular kid. He he was two time uh, champion until Daniel beat him. But he clearly has not let this go. He's sort of like yeah. that Santo character in part two, where he just where he wouldn't let Miyagi like yeah. go. He will not let this thing go. And Daniel's made a living off of this too. He's selling. He gives away bonsai trees for every car he sells at his swanky mm-hmm. dealership. He has several dealerships selling high end cars. He's in a suit. He's got it all. He's got the hot wife. He's got two kids uh, driving nice cars, you know, and Johnny's frying bologna in his shitty apartment. I feel like in this reality they live in, like a karate, like a a teenage karate tournament, it was just, it's so overrated in this area. And, and but in him losing, it was just like public humiliation, right? And that no one will let him down, like let it down. Right. So it's not just like he's drilling on it. It's just like, oh yeah, you're the guy that got his ass kicked. Yeah. It's like real, like I don't know. In this world, it definitely <laughs> plays like football does in like 
remember the Titans or what's the yeah. vars- varsity blues. Yeah. Where, you know, and, and I, on, that's a good comparison. And what's sad is like, I know people from like when I was in high school that like their high school days of football or high school days or whatever are their glory days. So I can understand that, but it's also in this area, it's clearly very big because people remember throughout the series, people, the, the Cobra Kai series, people recognize Daniel and of course, he's playing on it in his advertising mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, he kicks the competition and chops the prices or whatever and does the bonsai trees. But it's almost as if, like, these, almost like he's living, like, the life of this character. Like, the movies almost exist in this show because it's like he's larger than life. He's like mm-hmm. a celebrity because of it. And, uh, you know, he struggles with the fact that he got his he got crane kicked in the face and that one kick is like you know not we we saw in karate kid 3 it ruined crease's life but you know we don't really see what happens uh to johnny until this series and it's really not not only that has affected him but his mistreatment from crease um the fall of cobra kai hurt him too you know, and then we, we do learn later in the series, uh, in the season, actually, that and actually in this episode, I believe that um, we learn a little backstory about his his life and how he was he grew up, you know, in a very big household. But his mom married this rich old guy who was abusive and mm-hmm. treated him like shit. And that's why he got into karate. So, yeah, um, we always assumed that he was sort of the spoiled kid. But it's also like just because he had money doesn't mean he had a good life. Right. And, um, I don't know. You're right. (laughs) And and so we, we get introduced to one of our main characters here because, uh, Johnny's a loser. He goes to this, uh, gas station to get some beer because he's feeling down and out. He lost his job because he put a TV on the wrong wall and he called this woman a bitch. Um, or he asked her why she was bitching, but, uh, didn't call her a bitch, but this, um, very nice young Hispanic kid is there getting Pepto-Bismol for his grandma and these bullies from his school walk in and they're making fun of him for buying Pepto-Bismol and they start a fight with him and they, they pour the Pepto-Bismol on him and they're beating his ass and Johnny Lawrence, the old Johnny Lawrence that we know that knows karate comes in and steps in for him, um, beats a bunch of teenagers asses Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh shit, he still has it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, He's drunk, but he beats everybody up, uh, and then he ends up, uh, this is sort of a key moment in the series, he ends up, he's drunk, and he drives to the arena where he got got Crane kicked in the face. He's reminiscing about this, the demons are all there, and as he's doing that, this group of girls slam his car and hit hit and run. They hit his car and they take off, Um, that comes back later, but... uh, his car gets towed and the the tow truck doesn't tell him where he's going. Then he looks at the card and realizes being towed to, uh, LaRusso auto. Mm-hmm. And that is like Johnny's worst nightmare. He does not want anything. He ha- still hates Daniel, does not want to talk to him, does not want to relive that. And now he has to. So he tries to sneak in there, get his car. Yeah. I try to be like, Hey, I need you. I want to go, you know, take it to a different garage. And he's trying to avoid Daniel. And of course, Daniel being himself, he's sort of, at first we're like, Oh, he's a nice guy. He comes up and he's like, Johnny, haven't seen you in a long time. You know, good to see you. All this stuff. And of course, then 
we get a little bit of asshole Daniel. Where... I was just going to say, yeah, he was kind of like, <laughs> like I'm better than, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I'm sure you he, he's, he's still rubbing it in because he's yeah. like, you know, you still driving that car, Johnny? Like makes fun of his car and he's like, we can get you something like pre-owned that's much better. And he's like, no, I want that car fixed. He's like, it'd be cheaper just to get a new car than get this one fixed. He's like, fix my fucking car. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I'll just do it for free. He's basically yeah. like talking down to him like, I know you can't afford this, so I will do it for you. Uh, and he's like, I'm not looking for a charity. Like, I didn't want to have to anything to do with this. And now Daniel's trying to be too good of a guy. Yeah. He's almost doing it to rub it in. Like, Yeah, he's definitely being smug. Right. Like, I, I'm so much better off than you that I'll just take care of your car just to be that guy. Uh, yeah. Um, we also get a point where, we, like I said uh, earlier, where we, we're learning about... Um, Johnny's past life uh he shows up at his apartment and there's like this woman sitting there watching TV and he's like who the fuck is this and he realizes it's his stepdad's like nurse like live-in nurse and his stepdad's there and he basically is trying to buy him out like he had promised Johnny's mom that he would take care of him after she passed and so he's basically like I'm gonna write you a check so I never have to see you again and Johnny's like I don't want your money they're back and forth uh he rips up the check but when he meets this young Hispanic kid who's getting his ass kicked, he gets inspired because um, Miguel is the kid's name. And he is like, I want you. I saw what you did. I want you to teach me karate. And Johnny's like, I'm not teaching karate, whatever. But he's down and out and he has this check. So he's like, fuck it. I'll teach you karate. And I'm reopening Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So he tapes that check back together to get a down payment on this uh, shitty strip mall open spot um puts together sort of a shitty little dojo and he starts uh training miguel uh makes him call him a sensei and i think that is pretty much the first episode is like the like basically cobra kai is back uh and we'll go into i mean that i don't want to like go episode by episode yeah but but sort of the story um i mean you kind of have to explain the first episode and then we can you know yeah, so then from there, you know, Miguel actually begins karate training, and it's very stereotypical. Miguel has asthma, and he's very PC. He's very woke. Yeah. And uh, Johnny is very much a boomer, so we get that contrast where he's like, Sensei, like, we got we can't use those um, terms. We ha- Like, you, you can't use that pronoun. Um, you, mm-hmm. you know, we can't gen- genderize. And he's just, like, he just is so out of touch and he's like just he's still kind of a bully where he's like you're a pussy and what like like shut up pussy yeah it's very (laughs) i mean they over it's over the top to the point where like i mean uh miguel is so pc and woke and uh johnny is on the other spectrum that they Mm -hmm. constantly butt heads it's like they pour it on a little too thick where it's it that's where the, the moments where i think it's a little like the show's not great where it's like i get the joke but nobody is and throughout the show like they portray um these what would they be zennials like what would these um kids be um zoomers maybe yeah zoomers i guess that they're so pc and woke like there's a point flash forward into like 
an episode towards the end of the season where a kid's wearing like a t-shirt in the dojo that says like women are the future or something. Oh yeah. The, and, the future is female. Yeah. The and guys it's like, are in that. And, and it's like, it's I get like, kids do wear that kind of stuff, but he's not going to wear it to Cobra Kai. Like, yeah, it's just oh. so poured on thick, um, that all these zoomer kids are so fragile and PC in that these boomers like Johnny are like the other end. He he calls like a hashtag a hash brown at some point. We like, get that a lot on like different TV shows and movies nowadays. It's like, oh, look how, you know, it's, it's kind of the same joke. It's like these right. kids are so sensitive. What's this? I don't know. And I and I get it in this sense because they want to portray Johnny as like he's trying. He he's not a hateable guy. He just doesn't understand the modern world and he's yeah. behind and uh Daniel is much more cool and hip. He's uh-huh. you know, he's still very much a dad. He's very much dad mode, but um we do like at this point um like I said Miguel's getting trained and they sort of have their contrast back and forth. Uh he's having he has low self-esteem. He's getting bullied at school. Uh, he tries to hit on the the hot girls and the bullies are beating him up. Um, And Johnny doesn't even understand that his dojo has to go through a bunch of renovations to even legally open. Um, But we do get like uh, this point where we meet Daniel, Daniel's daughter, uh, Samantha. She's having this big pool party with a bunch of popular kids. Mm -hmm. And Daniel comes home and yells at all of them. And it's like, we're constantly having that in the first season that like relationship battle between Samantha and Daniel because he doesn't quite understand you know she's becoming she's trying to be popular she's struggling where she's like I mean we we've it's a typical story where a girl when you get into high school you pick your clique and she's sort of leaving her nerdy friends behind to, for the cool kids uh-huh. and she's struggling her friend's struggling and he's struggling to understand because she's going through changes um but yeah it's uh it's interesting because then we learn like uh this is where i think we meet some of the other side characters like dimitri who's probably my favorite character of the first season he's the one that sort of refuses to join the dojo. Oh, he's, yeah. He's uh, nerdy, but he's very funny. I think he's probably, like, for me, my favorite character because he's the most real. Like, he makes jokes out of everything, which is, like, maybe it's because I related to him, where I'm like, he's he doesn't fit in, like, he he doesn't uh-huh. fit in, he doesn't want to do karate, but he wants to hang out with a karate group. Yeah. Um, and he he's sort of friends with everybody, but not friends with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and he constantly just makes jokes about everything. And he's got low self-esteem, but he realizes he what he is. He kind of says what everyone else is thinking. Right. Sometimes, like, <laughs> just, just a little bit too honest. We're just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, there's a point where Daniel's daughter realizes that... Um, She's dating this this Asian kid who was one of the bullies that beat up Miguel. Yeah. And um she's struggling like she she doesn't know that he's an asshole because he's nice to her and nice in front of her. Oh, he's putting on a show. Right. And behind her back he's he's just a monster, a piece of shit. Basically he's looks like he's um is heading at hinting at he's just trying to get trying to get some trying right. to get laid. Right. Uh, yeah, and there's a point where even at this, like, during lunch, um, he, they call him Rhea. They call, uh, Miguel Rhea because he had the diarrhea medicine. Oh. They nickname him Rhea and call him Rhea, which is so corny. Like, 
come up with a better one, guys. Everybody, I mean, maybe it's because I'm adult. Um, I I take Pepto-Bismol quite Heck a bit. Yeah, Pepto-Bismol's awesome, and he was getting it for his grandma. <laughs> I'm I like Miguel at this point. Uh huh. Um, but you can take it for heartburn. It's not just for diarrhea. Right. And so you know that's when like Daniel is like you know invite your boyfriend to dinner and of course he cooks some like sushi dish and the Asian kids like you got any fish sticks like really uh-huh. stupid zoomer humor again yeah um but you know Daniel sort of calls him out he's like looks like how'd you get that black eye and he's like oh I fell when wrestling with my friends he's like that's how you hurt your hand too because Daniel's no dummy he knows when someone's been in a fight mm-hmm. he's like it's like you should know because you got in a fight like every fucking week. <laughs> At school, like, not even that, like, every day he was getting a fight with uh, Johnny, but um, this is also where we meet uh, Robbie, who is um, Johnny's son. He has a very 90s haircut, like a bowl cut. Uh-huh. Um, he actually uh, is, eventually, I think, uh, he's not... He gets called from school or something. Yeah, I think Johnny Lawrence gets a call from school and they're like, your kid. Oh, he says something like your kid was caught with Molly. And he's like, who's that? Some hot chick. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's a drug. And he talks to him. And of course, we learned that uh, Johnny hasn't really taken care of his kid, Robbie, at all. Yeah. He's been a deadbeat dad. And then his mom is like a shitty alcoholic, but she's the one that's raised him. So yeah. he's basically raised himself and he's in a very bad home situation. Um that will come back later. Um, did we skip, or you might be still getting to it? Is we found out that um, Daniel's daughter was one of the girls in the car that hit Johnny's car. Yeah, we. I mean, we do learn that when uh, she shows up at the dealership and Johnny sees her. And yeah, recognizes her. But it's I, like, oh. But he doesn't even tell Dan Daniel, which is weird. Yeah. Like, if I was in that situation, be like, yo, your daughter did a hit and run. Like, yeah. you should be paying for my car. Yeah. Um, she wasn't the one driving. Right, but she didn't tell him. Like, she yeah. kept it a secret with the other plastics. Like, there's yeah. basically, like, one main lead bitch that everyone hates. Uh-huh. And the other girls are She's sort of, the mean girl. Right. And the other ones... Um, Slowly over the season, become nice girls, and she yeah. she gets hers. But uh, uh, Daniel uh eventually at the end of the second episode shows up at the dojo to confront Johnny because uh he finds out Kyler, the Asian boyfriend, um tells him that some some drunk dude at this gas like old guy at this uh convenience store uh beat all of her asses, mm-hmm. and he's like Johnny Lawrence beat a bunch of kids up. He didn't know the context. So Daniel shows up, and that's where episode two sort of... I got a question. How did he know it was Johnny, that the drunk old guy? Uh, I think he was like, you know, at that point, um, Cobra Kai was already set up in the strip mall. Uh-huh. And and so he was, when he was asking him at dinner, like, what happened to your eye and your hand? Yeah. He's like, you know, I know when a guy's got in a fight, what's going on? He's like, some old guy uh, that knew karate... Uh, that was driving this like Camaro or some bullshit, oh, and like he, I think okay. he, I don't remember if he narrows it down by that or he, that he like runs the strip mall dojo. Or... I remember just being confused, but it's like I'm sure there's more old guy, old drunk guys that know karate in this area. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he whooped everyone's ass, and he sort of put two and two together. Yeah. Um. So let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back 
after we hear more about the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, so we'll get back into episode uh, three, which is when Johnny is trying to recruit some more students to his dojo. So he creates these really sort of cheesy flyers like, you know, you want to learn to fight? Like, come with me. And it has his picture on it, which if you're like a boomer, you'd probably be like, cool, because I recognize him from the guy who got crane kicked. But if you're in high school, not so much. But yeah, uh, he's he's hanging them up and um, Daniel who's still sort of struggling with his daughter. Um, he's, he's suspicious of these, of her friends. So he's like, I'll chaperone the Halloween dance. Yeah. And her boyfriend, especially. Yeah. He know he knows there's something up with this guy, but he keeps putting on, he's putting on this. I'm a good guy. I love her, you know, front. So he's just, he just knows like this, this kid's bad news. I don't trust him with my daughter. Yeah, and so at this point, Miguel is, like, becoming more and more trained. He's actually learning karate, and now we sort of are getting that Cobra Kai mentality where Johnny's teaching him, like, you know, the strike first, strike hard, no mercy. In everyday life, he's sort of now almost teaching him the bad parts about Cobra Kai, Mm -hmm. Um, sort of turning this really nice, innocent kid into an asshole slowly. But, uh, I mean, and and it's sort of interesting, like I said, rewatching this, from the perspective right after the films, because uh, there's a Halloween thing, and we saw the Halloween scene in the first movie. Uh-huh. We get the skeleton. He's like, you know, you can't go to like a Halloween dance dressed as a pussy or something. He's like, you have to dress he like cool. A, he had like a homemade superhero yeah. costume. And he's, was... of, of course, anybody who's watched these movies knows exactly what Johnny was going to do. He gets him in that skeleton costume. I didn't know. I, to me, I was like, right when I was watching this, I mean, those... As someone who grew up with this movie, there were um, two iconic things about the series, like the uh, headband that Daniel wore and then the skeleton costumes. Like, No, I didn't know that was like a big deal, the skeleton costumes. Oh, yeah. There's action figures. You can still buy the costumes. Um, I think at some point my brother probably dressed up as one of the Cobra Kai skeleton guys. Like People still do um, that I've seen at, but back when you could do Halloween. Um, but... You know, he he gets him in the skeleton costume, which is sort of interesting because it's like reversed now where he's the one getting bullied and he's going to school dressed as a skeleton. He's got a little self-confidence now where he's like, you know, I need to strike first, whatever. So he he actually stands up to the bullies in like the bathroom and there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of them and Dimitri and his friends bail on him. So uh, Miguel just sort of gets his ass beat, which is realistic. I'm like, I'm glad that it wasn't like his very first fight. He goes in and he whoops all the bullies asses yeah. because that's just not how it goes. Like, even if you know, I mean, this mo- this show goes so quick as far as the progression on the training. Yeah. It's very unrealistic. In this sense, it's like, 
yeah, one, like if there's like four big dudes that are athletic, they're going to beat your ass and your training is still very new and fresh. So you are going to get your ass beat. But, um, Daniel being him, being a suspicious parent walks in, he sees Sam and her boyfriend leaving and going to a different room, um, where he's going to give her like a bracelet or something that yeah his grandma gave him but daniel sees her trying to unbuckle his belt so he Mm -hmm. can get into his pocket and assumes the worst breaks in embarrasses her so now she's back to hating her dad yeah um then uh miguel later in the movie overhears kyler and his friends um sort of making gross jokes about sam like you know that was in the bathroom that's the whole thing uh when he's talking about like, you know, he's in the bathroom bragging like what he's done with Sam or whatever. Like, yeah, he's a douchebag when he's with his friends and then a sweetheart when he's around her. Um, So we as an audience, we sort of hate him. But. uh Johnny, who's at the school handing out flyers for Cobra Kai, finds Miguel in the bathroom. And that's sort of where that episode is like he, mm-hmm. he finds his ass beat and it's like, OK, now what? And I and um Daniel finds the flyers in the in the school and he's like, you can't be handing these out. And of course, another confrontation. Um, yeah, so that brings us to the next episode. So this episode, <clears throat> Robbie, uh, who's Johnny's son, learns that his dad has started up a new dojo and he's pretty, pretty embarrassed by it. And um, I don't think we really mentioned it, but Robbie, like there's a scene where he steals a laptop from an unsuspecting dude like we learned that he's a bad boy he's a con artist and he's out to make a quick buck yeah with his friends so he's yeah he's a bad boy yeah and he's he's pretty embarrassed by his dad uh doing this and sort of has a hatred for his dad which anyone would because he's never been there for him um johnny gets drunk and is pissed that daniel stopped him from hanging flyers at school so he paints a giant red dick on um, <laughs> on the Russos, on Daniel's uh, billboard. So Daniel's driving to work and he sees this billboard with his face on it and there's a big red dick painted. So that's like the joke the whole episode. Another dealership sends like a lunch of sausages and everybody's mm-hmm. calling. There's a lot of dick jokes this episode. Um, and then this is where Sam finally sees her boyfriend Kyler bullying Dimitri and Eli, who at the time is like, this really quiet shy kid with a with like a is it like a cleft lip or yeah uh, he has like a two little scars between like his nose and his lip like you would and people like are so mean to him about it yeah it's a little much yeah uh, it's like jeez, like i mean kids can be mean but this was like brutal i know it's like it's really i don't know maybe is this I'm not a piece of shit person. I just don't think two little scars on a person's face should, like, make them an outcast. But, and he's also, um, really quiet. And, I mean, he gets, you know, he doesn't talk a lot because he gets picked on. And then later he mentions he, um, he might be on the spectrum. So you kind of get that, you know, that person, if that kind of describes that personality where he's just kind of shy, awkward kid. Right. And, um, in this one also like Kyler takes, uh, Sam to the movie theater and he's trying to like put his hand up her dress and, uh, being a total perv. Um, 
she freaks out because she's already pissed at him mm-hmm. about the bullying thing. And then uh, he tries to get his hand up there and she like whoop, doesn't quite whoop his ass in the theater, but makes a scene of it, embarrasses him and, and storms out, um, which comes back later because very realistically, he gets rejected. So he starts rumors about her that yeah. she went down on him at the theater. Like Alanis Morissette and yep. Dave style. Uh, I've lived through that in high school, having yep. having a boy make a rumor about me when I, you know, wouldn't put out. Wouldn't put out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at this point, Johnny um, finally confronts Robbie uh, after learning he has been skipping school for several months. He lies and tells the teacher that they've been on like a ski trip or something. Um, and Johnny keeps trying to tell him, like, don't throw your life away, uh, you know, be better than I am. And Robbie's like, the fuck do you know? You're a piece of shit. Like, look at your life. I don't want everyone to be like you. And it's like, yeah, so don't go down that road. Like, I was a piece of shit. Doesn't mean you have to be a piece of shit. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. Um, mm-hmm. And doesn't want him to li- waste his life like he did. Uh, there's even a sort of corny scene where Johnny sees a father uh, sharing a milkshake with his son. It's supposed to be like sentimental, but it's really corny. Um, and so I figured this would be a scene where he would like try to do something with Robbie, but mm-hmm. he ends up going to Miguel's house and Miguel got his ass whooped. So his mom's like no more karate. He goes to Miguel's house and talks to uh, his mom, Carmen and is like, look, I'm really sorry. I gave, you know, I, I let him get his ass whooped, which I think it's sort of unfair. Like Miguel was getting his ass whooped before. He yeah. Did karate. Um, <laughs> at least now he has a fighting chance. Yeah. Like I understand she wants to protect her son, but it wasn't, I don't think it was on uh, Johnny that he got his ass whooped at the dance. Like, no, you know, he just like Daniel in the first movie, he shouldn't have been fucking with those guys. Like he's the one that sort of started shit with them for standing up. I mean, I guess it learned you you should stand up to bullies, but it's like, that's not because he's been training karate. It's just, you know, he was, he was getting his ass kicked before. So yeah, uh, I'm glad that, you know, he did go talk to Carmen and she was like, you know, okay, you can uh, keep doing karate. Uh, but this is when Miguel comes back and, and Johnny teaches him uh, more of his self-defense and counterattacks more so than being like aggressive yeah. Uh, and then that's when Daniel realizes, discovers that Johnny was the one who vandalized the billboards because they find some flyers at the top. He ha- There's like a sort of stupid scene like Daniel has all these relatives that work at the dealership and they're sort of like the comic relief dummies. Oh, yeah. Very like, what is it? They're from Daniel. Daniel's from New Jersey, right? Right. Yeah. Very New Jersey. Like Italian guys yeah. from Jersey. They're like, you know up there painting the billboard and they're always arguing with each other. They're, uh-huh. they're goofs basically. Uh, and that's where that episode sort of ends mm-hmm. is that he realizes that. So but I was going to say like the whole, um, he talks to his son and it didn't go over well. And then he goes straight to Miguel. It's um, kind of like sensing that Miguel is kind of like his son. Like he's, he's finding it's, maybe a second chance to be a father through McGill. Right. And that's, it's starting to become that father son relationship where it's like, well, I screwed up this one, but here's an opportunity for me to 
to make to yeah. right the wrongs, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of that this show. Um it's like this big web because Yes. Uh let's just like jump right into what ends up happening later. Um not even going episode for episode. Eventually Robbie trying to sort of hurt his dad gets a job at LaRusso Auto and doesn't he they don't know that he's Johnny Lawrence's son. Yeah. He applies and I he, I assume he put some fake stuff down on his resume because she's like impressed. She's like, "Why yeah. would you want to wash windows and do this or that?" And it's like he's a fucking con artist. Yeah. <laughs> uh he is not even, you know, proficient here, but he basically tries to weasel his way into Daniel LaRusso's life just to make his dad jealous because he knows that's his dad's number one enemy. Um gets a job there. And of course, Daniel's cousins fuck with him to the point, excuse me, to the point where he almost gets fired or quits. And then Daniel and him have some father son moments. Yeah. So now we have Johnny Lawrence being a father figure to Miguel. Now we have and then we have Daniel LaRusso being a father figure to Robbie, who is Johnny's son, but does not know it. Yes. Um, sort of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, and um, Daniel starts slowly teaching him karate. Right. And becomes, I might be skipping ahead, but oh, like, yeah. yeah, becomes a student of his. And he also learned, learned that, I mean, of course, Daniel has taught karate to his daughter, but she's not really that interested in it. Right. And they also have a son, too, which he doesn't really matter. Like right, he has, he, he's piece... another comic relief character. Yeah, he's like a a typical nerdy kid. Oh, uh, not nerdy, just a piece of shit, chunky kid that's like, oh, I like video games, and I'm a spoiled brat, and right. and I don't even know if he knows any karate, but it's just like, ugh, he's <laughs> just not pleasant. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um... This isn't quite a spoiler for you, but it sort of is like he becomes almost like um, what? what's the character that's on uh, Happy Days to Brother that disappears after like the first season? Oh, oh, God. Is it Richie's brother? Richie's brother. God. Anyway, it doesn't matter what his name is. Chuck. He does. This <laughs> his, Daniel's son does. He still is in season two and three, but like as the show goes on, it's he pretty much vanishes almost and uh, they never needed him no it just almost felt like they added him because daniel they wanted daniel to have the picture perfect life so it's like yeah he has he's like got this car dealership he belongs to a country club he's got the trophy wife he's got a son and a daughter who are both you know well off but yeah he's he's sort of the non-active um foul-mouthed uh spoiled brat if uh, any yeah if anything it it paints a picture of how spoiled and disrespectful his son is just kind of paints a picture of how wealthy the family is and how much they they've spoiled him and this is kind of like what came out of it and like also you know daniel's kind of smug so when you have like i don't know that get that kind of attitude and your child with lots of money and right yeah and in this episode is like it becomes very clear that um much like the first episode where uh johnny is obsessed with 
that whole, you know, karate championship that he got karate kicked. This episode we have uh, Daniel is obsessed with, like, he's scarred by Cobra Kai because uh, he's doing, like, anything to get them shut down. He has a yes. lunch with the landlord of the whole strip mall and basically offers to buy the entire strip mall from him. Uh, he tries to, like, uh, wine and dine him. And then tries to 69 him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you just see the pettiness of Daniel come out. Right. Where he's making things worse. Yeah. And this, I mean, of course, it's a stereotypical, like, greasy, I don't know, is it Greek or Italian or some, yeah. some kind of, uh, you know, um, minority dude who owns these places. He's, he's a fat, loud, rude, um, not PC guy. Uh, he talks about, like... You scratch my balls, I scratch your balls, or whatever. <laughs> uh, another comic relief character that we didn't really need. But um, basically, Daniel tries to buy the strip mall from him, and he's too smart. He realizes, like, oh, you're in this for something. He thinks that he, Daniel's trying to rip him off, but Daniel's like, well, no, you're not charging enough for the area. And so he doesn't get him shut down, but he gets them to double the rent. And yeah. He, he fucks over like everybody. A guy, everybody poor, in the strip mall. The poor guy who runs the convenience store that um, is constantly dealing with these assholes and their problems. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel so bad for him because you can tell, like, every time you see him, he's just, like, run down. They, they did a good yeah. job of him because it's like... Every fucking night he's got to deal with Johnny Lawrence's dumbass coming in, uh, asking for pe- a specific piece of pizza and buying Coors Banquet. And then him and Daniel always, you know, having the confrontations in the store, um, fucking kids and adults fighting out front, a homeless woman who's always parked out front, like, mm-hmm. fuck this, man. And now he has to pay double the rent. Just, can you imagine just constantly de- dealing with these white men that know karate and their macho attitudes? Like, right. Like, fuck off. Right, I'm not impressed. Like, <laughs> your stupid dick measuring contest. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And this is where, I mean, we've, we've talked a little bit about it earlier, but uh, Sam's friend, Aisha, um, who was her nerdy friend at first, like yeah. her friend from like elementary school, uh, who's sort of been hurt by Sam's new friendship with the popular kids. Like Sam is sort of a shithead. She got more popular, started hanging out with popular crowd and ignoring her old friend, Aisha, who's really sweet and nice, but mm-hmm. not popular. Um, so she, Aisha joins Cobra Kai as the second student she shows up she's sick of being bullied um and we find out she's actually like the daughter of a like football player Uh a famous football player uh so they use i like that they use like she's a uh bigger girl and they use it as like she's not fat she's powerful which is yeah like she's badass like her dad's badass her dad's a badass football player and so uh she joins cobra kai um and Johnny is not cool about girls joining, but uh, Miguel eventually talks him into it, and especially when she, like, sort of whoops Miguel's ass. Yeah, and, I strength. mean, Miguel's also like, look, his, her dad has lots of money, and you need money, so... Right. You can't afford to turn down a student because she's a girl. Yeah, and then Kyler uh, embarrasses Sam in front of everybody in the uh, cafeteria, basically, like... They keep making blowjob jokes, which is so oh, they're yeah. so corny. Like it's like they aren't like they're like they all are giving each other blowjobs. Like shut up. Yeah, and <laughs> I think the thing I hate most about them is like the, the, the bad acting and like Kyler's friend, like the bigger fat mm-hmm. kid with the r- curly blonde hair. I hate that character. Oh, he saves yeah. the background. He always like he's just a really bad actor. He squints his eyes and he's like. 
oh, dude, blowjobs, who? Yeah, he's... He's just really corny. Um, but he's is, like, I felt like that guy existed at every high school. Like, he was, like, accepted with the popular kids. Right. Like, he wasn't, attr- like, wasn't attractive. But he, cool, yeah. yeah, he was just the funny guy. Yeah. That really just bullied everyone. Right. So when she, when he Kyler embarrasses Sam, Miguel stands up for her, um, and Kyler attacks him. But uh, Miguel finally gets his revenge and beats up Kyler and all of his friends in like this really over the top karate scene. He uses like lunch trays and he's doing flips over tables and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, people record it on their phones, and uh, suddenly. Now everybody wants to join Cobra Kai. We get this like wave yep. of kids who see this uh, fight and they all want to join Cobra Kai because uh, this nerdy kid beat up the popular kids. So. And he gets, oh God, now I'm already forgetting. What's the girl's name? Samantha. Samantha. He gets Samantha's attention. Right. She's sort of like, you know, this guy like, stood up for me. Yeah. Ooh. Everybody, like, we talked about, I mean, we've talked about it off the show what, uh, like, these guys are all pining for Samantha. Uh, and you're like, I don't get it. She's not that cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like she's not like a mean, popular girl. But also, I don't know. I just don't think she has a great personality. And I'm sorry. I don't think she's like dropped it gorgeous where all these guys are like, I just don't get, I don't get, I don't get I think, what the attraction is. I think it's like she's cute. She's um, genuinely nice. Yeah. And her dad's like super rich and he's like badass karate champion. I don't know. I would date uh LaRusso's kid just because he was in karate kid. You know, but uh, but yeah. at this point, uh you know, it's like Daniel Amanda, Daniel's wife, uh notices that Daniel's like behavior is changing. Like he's becoming a different person because of his vengeance towards Cobra Kai. Yeah. Uh and Robbie uh decides he wants to reconcile with his father but then sees johnny acting like a dad to miguel um so he feels like he's been replaced and uh since the reopening of cobra kai daniel's sort of gone off the rails he's uh not balanced in his life so he does go visit mr miyagi's grave to reflect and sort mm-hmm. of ask him for wisdom um he remembers the discussion they had with about balance like about balance in karate and also balance in life um so he sort of this episode actually dedicated to um pat marita but he this is like the episode where it's like okay daniel like remember who you are remember the lessons that you were taught don't become a uh, uh revenge driven person be a good person mm-hmm. so uh Next episode, and like I said, I don't want to go note for note, but we're already going pretty long. Uh, Daniel tries to unsuccessfully persuade Sam to take up karate again, but the uh, the video that Miguel took goes viral, brings a lot of new students to Cobra Kai, but uh, Johnny cannot suppress his old ways and bullies all of them. He's a complete piece of shit to, like, everybody. He's like, yeah, lip, whatever. He comes up with, like, names. He's like, tits. Like, he just... And once again, the the kid with the cleft lip... He's so mean to him. Right. He embarrasses him in front of the whole class, keeps talking about his deformed lip. You know, what's wrong with your face? And he's like, even said, like, don't make fun of me. Don't call me lip. And he's just like, shut up, pussy. And it's just like, he like, like this 
shy, scared kid is trying to stand up for himself. And it just, they just, oh, so mean to him. And so he just leaves pissed off. Right. And I, and this is actually where we get a lot of that backstory because um, yeah. Miguel approaches him like in the back room or whatever. There's a lot of that where Miguel's like helping Johnny to become a better person. Because uh, he goes in the back and he's like, you're not going to be able to keep students by being like a complete asshole. And he doesn't even know Johnny's backstory, but it's like, dude, like John Kreese was this way to all of you and you became monsters. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you should learn from that and not do that. And he, this is where we get the flashbacks of Johnny's childhood before Karate Kid, um, where he's a little kid and he's like listening to his headphones and, yeah. you know, sort of being abused by his stepfather and being bullied. Yeah. Being called loser and everything. Right. Because he has no friends. And I think he sort of realizes like, maybe I shouldn't be like that to these kids. He's fine. Like he finally kind of real. Hey, he, just can see himself in these kids who he thinks are losers. He's like, I was a loser. And I remember how that felt. And like karate toughened him up and just kind of took him to the other side of the, you know, the. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, he, he eventually realizes like, maybe I've been a little rough, but he does go out and he's like, I'm not apologizing, but you guys need to know that life's not fair and people won't treat you um, mm-hmm. with like babies. So um, toughen up. And uh... I mean, he does kind of have a point where it's just like, you can't expect everyone to treat you fairly. Right. And it's like, you have to toughen up a little bit. Right. And Johnny constantly battles with like the balance himself. Like, yeah, he does not want to become his stepfather. He doesn't want to become John Kreese. There is a good person in there, and you feel for him at times, but, you know, it's like, he's he's had a rough upbringing himself, so you can sort of understand why he's bullying these kids, but uh-huh. he has to look in the mirror and realize, like, I don't want to follow in the footsteps of these monsters that created me, because he's not really happy, but uh, eventually, this is where we get a big twist. Eli... Returns back to Cobra Kai and he has a mohawk. Woo. He has like a really tall red mohawk, really fucking corny. He's just—it's like something snapped at him. It's like, fuck you guys, I'm done being a victim, and it's just kind of like he's ready to kick ass. Right, and that's where that whole speech with uh, Johnny, where he's like, you know, life isn't fair. You—you uh, you gotta overcome challenges that life will throw at you. Uh, you got to strike first. You got to be, you know, in life, you can't let things bother you. You can't let your, mm-hmm. um, defects or deformities or whatever, you know, rule your life. You got to make a change. And that's when he, he comes back and he has a mohawk and he, he went from being called lip to being called a uh, hawk. hawk. And it's, this is something that's, I would like this character a lot better if they would calm down the corniness. Oh yeah, I hate. I, it's like, I'm, like, like when he came back with a mohawk. It's like I'm pretty sure his hair grew a few inches yeah, overnight yeah, to and, get that mohawk. And I have a little bit in my notes about this that I'll talk about later. But it's it's so cheesy, and uh, I don't think it's in this episode. But maybe like in an episode or two, he comes back to Cobra Kai and he has like a big hawk tattoo across his shoulder blades. Yeah. Uh, it's like, of course, I like I don't. 
It's like, how did he get that without his parents' permission? Yeah, he's... It's it's so over the top, and they even make a hawk's like, sound. Oh, constantly with him. Yeah, it's... I, I From the point he went from Eli to Hawk, I absolutely hate him. Like, right mm-hmm. at the beginning, he's not even, like, that big of a bully asshole. It takes a few episodes for him to get to that point. But I hate him right when he walks into the dojo, because I'm like, the idea that mohawks represent, like that much of a change like suddenly he has like confidence girls like all this shit because he has a mohawk so stupid it's like they had a good character um like pretty much on the bare bones of it it's believable it makes sense but they just they just the way they um they pour it on too heavy they pour it on too heavy where it's just like this is almost now you've comic relief how who he's turned into it's like ha ha he's he's a badass kid named hawk it's just, yeah with a mohawk and a tattoo a bad tattoo yeah nicely done just a really stupid ch- tattoo it's stupid. yeah it's like a mma fighter tattoo yeah <laughs> uh if, if like american fighter or like ed like, hardy or something it's like they had they had a good thing going and they got too cheesy with it they got carried away they went too far yeah yeah whereas like here's a a kid that was that was constantly bullied and Cobra Kai gave him too much fucking confidence and turned him into a bully. Yeah. Uh, And then we get, this is actually the episode where we talked about earlier where Robbie gets the job at LaRusso Auto. um, And then Miguel and Sam start becoming friends because of him standing up for her. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, sort of, whooping kyler's ass and everybody's ass he's becoming more popular in the school because of that he went viral and uh so he gets the confidence to sort of hit on sam and uh him and sam are sort of flirty back and forth um and then this is where robbie after he walks in on daniel doing uh some karate moves in his dojo uh is inquires about learning karate from him Mm -hmm. and so that's where that episode ends is where uh robbie is like Daniel, can you show me some karate? So now we're full on like Daniel's teaching uh Johnny's son karate, which is like a big no no. Yeah. Like but the thing is, Daniel doesn't realize at this point that Johnny that Johnny's nope. his dad. So uh Johnny starts using some crazy, stupid things to train his new students. Um Miguel asks Johnny for advice on girls, and Johnny gives him a boost of confidence, leading to Miguel asking Sam out on a successful date. So he asks her out a date, and she's like, I'm not ready to date after Kyler. And he's like, what if we just go out as friends? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just be friends and have a fun time. And he knocks the date out of the park. Like, yeah, he takes her to golf and stuff, which yeah. is where, you know, Allie and Daniel went on their first date. Um, another, like, big wink. Um, yep. Because he was going to take her to like a some kind of chocolate pairing or I don't know. He's, there's some another boomer joke where he says something about a threesome. And uh, Johnny's like, the only thing I understand about that is the threesome. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know why. I mean, I guess asking Johnny for advice on girls is probably a good idea. Because if nothing else, Johnny was like popular in high school. Yeah, and girls. He, and... and girls, yeah. he was, And even in real life. Um, Zapka, William Zapka, who played him, was like a heartthrob back mm-hmm. in the 80s. And there's a lot of like uh, cougars that are into like Cobra Kai because of him, I've learned. Like, oh. they're in, they think he's hot. I could see that. What do you think? If, if you, are you more of a Johnny or a Daniel girl? 
I guess Johnny. I'd hate to, like, I, I feel like that's the popular answer, but I could just see Daniel being friend zoned. Johnny's a bad guy. I mean, he's a bad boy. And people, girls well, like Well, I mean, like, it, like, actually, like, but the personality wise, like, John, I would never want to date Johnny because he's a bully. Yeah. But, like, if we're talking about, like, looks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Johnny tries to enter the All-State uh, or All-Valley Karate Tournament. He wants to enter Cobra Kai, and he finds out that they uh, are permanently banned due to poor sportsmanship um, back in 1985 by John Kreese, uh, Terry Silver, and Mike Barnes, which is from uh, the one we just talked about, Karate Kid Part 3. So mm-hmm. Cobra Kai is banned. Uh, Johnny actually is convinced he puts on a suit and carries an empty briefcase to the meeting he's going to go to the athletic committee and try to persuade them to reverse the band but right as he's about to speak in walks daniel turns out daniel of course is on the board uh-huh. for the athletic commission and uh the rest of the board is very impressed by johnny because they don't realize that he's faking it and full of shit but but you also see some character development here because when he's getting upset and angry Normally he would just kick out, Lash, at, lash like, out. Lash yeah. out. And he's funneling his anger into like persuasion. Right. <laughs> and it is sort of like that. It slowly leans back to like Johnny being the good guy here because yes. he's there and he's being the adult that doing the adult thing and not just like, well, we're banned. Like, fuck them. He's like, I'm going to go talk to them and explain that I am that Cobra Kai is not represented by the same people. Mm-hmm. It's a it is a new thing. Um, and Daniel's being a child and he's yes. like, he's like, no, you remember they were bad guys. Like we he's, can't let them, I'm going to vote. I'm not going to let it happen. And it's like, to be fair, Cobra Kai should have another shot. Like it's been mm-hmm. 34 years, uh, bygones be bygones. Crease at this point is not back. Like it's looking like in this scenario that Daniel is bitter, childish, and Johnny is looking professional and sincere, um, you find out he's not all that sincere, but, um, it's just kind of like, it's just like the dynamics of this season. It's like, they both are like for this drama, they both have faults. In right. This. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really, no one's. It's not clear as the first movie where it was like, Johnny's a bad guy and uh-huh. Daniel's a good guy. It's just like, you're, you're both. Egg- yeah. You're both egging this on. <laughs> yeah, it's more about them than anything. Yes. And their ongoing feud. And this is the point where um, we find out sort of some big news um, that we didn't know before that uh, when when he's doing this, uh, when Johnny's doing this sort of really nice big speech about how he's teaching these kids who are being bullied to be uh, self-confident and stand up for themselves and... Uh, giving them a place to be um, and how he's learned from his past mistakes and learned from Crease himself. Um, he reveals that Crease is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is news to us watching. Um, the committee is completely wowed by him and convinced to let him, uh, by his sincerity, and allow Cobra Kai to compete. Uh, so they take a vote on it and Daniel loses. So Cobra Kai is allowed. So um, we go back to like the apartment and... Uh, Miguel and Johnny are both like, or no, they go, I think they were back at the JoJo and they're like, 
why wait what are you so happy about he's like cobra kai's in the tournament what are you so happy about i got a kiss on my first day it went great Woo, yeah. we're all happy uh and uh then we get uh robbie who is asked by his friends to get uh into the dealership they're like steal the code for the dealership so we can go in and steal stereos and rims and stuff off cars and we get a little bit of character development from Robbie where it's like he starts yeah he starts with the whole plan but then he uh his conscious comes in right and he ends up using his karate skills to fend them off mm-hmm. and the use of a security camera yeah uh that helps too but it's like we see Robbie going from the old um bad boy himself to a better person because he stands up to these guys he feels confident in his karate skills because he was afraid they basically threaten him like you remember what we used to do to people who didn't listen to us we used to whoop their asses so uh he's scared and he decides he's gonna do it but then when they get there which we talked about when watching it it's like why don't you just point at the camera at the first place and been like you're on camera we can't break into here idiots bye (laughs) or like told them like yeah meet me here at like 10 o'clock and then mm-hmm. just tell Daniel, like, yeah, these kids are going to break into the building. Just have the cops waiting for them or something. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a little bit, I don't know, like, he's, at the, up until this point, he was still friends with them. Right, so maybe kinda, he would made the decision, like, right as it was happening. Yeah, like, it's I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, try and decide, like, which path he's going to take. He's going to keep up, up this life of crime, or is he going to turn his life around? So, um, he chose to turn his life around yeah. about this moment. He's like, I'm not doing, you know, not doing this and we can't be friends if we're gonna, you know, be bad. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that episode. We're getting near to the end here. Yeah. Um, don't worry. After being allowed to compete in a tournament, Johnny introduces additional training and unconventional methods. Um, Daniel's family learns that Cobra Kai will compete, and only Sam thinks Cobra Kai has changed. Uh, Daniel's cousin Louie decides to take action against Johnny. So uh, Louie's pissed off because he finds out who did the billboard, and he's uh-huh. like sort of the idiot cousin. Um, he's off the rails in the show. Oh, like, yeah. He does all this shit in Johnny's name and gets him into more shit than anybody. Yep. Uh, he's just unhinged, and he's an idiot. He's a hothead. Uh Johnny warns Miguel and Sam about and and the Larusa family, uh, telling him a biased narration of how Daniel involved himself with Johnny's ex girlfriend Allie. So he basically is like, you know, uh, he stole my girl. Like he he's telling Miguel the story about like, you know, he was he he twists the story and but mm-hmm. you know it's sort of like that that one that video I sent you about like is is Daniel the actual asshole. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, yeah, you just gotta remember there's two sides to every story. So, like, you kinda, you kinda get his side of it, where it's like, not saying anything he did was right, but it's just like, I wasn't, I was kind of the victim, too. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't all one-sided. It's like, I don't know, you gotta understand how I felt. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, like you said, there's two sides, and up to this point in the movies, we always sided with Daniel and not Johnny, but, you know, when you look at it from the other perspective, like, this guy moved in on what he, he thought he was taking a break with her, and suddenly this guy's moving in on her, like, he Mm -hmm. felt betrayed, and and then, you know, Daniel sort of was confrontational to him, 
So yeah, I understand both sides of it. And he's and once again, it sort of shows that Johnny is still stuck in those days where he's yeah. like, you know, he still thinks about Allie and how what could have been, and he's still like, like a high school girlfriend, like who gives, you know, in high school at the time, it's like this is such a big deal, but like as yeah. you get become an adult, it's like oh that was silly to think yeah. about, but. Um, when you peak in high school, you know, it's a little bit different. And, you know, in the series, Allie is portrayed as like the golden goose. Like they both sort of uh, feel like they really screwed up and missed. They they talk about that later um, in the season. But uh, yeah, this is this is where we sort of get into this big web. Uh, Robbie is going over to Daniels to train. He meets Sam for the first time. Um, at this point, they're just like friendly to each other. Robbie and Sam are cool. Uh, you know, she's like, who are you? He's like, oh, I work with your dad. I'm training karate. And she's like, oh, I, I did for a little bit as a kid, but I don't want to now. Um, Carmen, the neighbor, Miguel's mom, invites Johnny over to dinner and learns more about Miguel's family um, and Miguel's upbringing sort of understands that she... And Miguel's father, you know, Miguel's father was sort of a bad person, um, not a good guy. He he bailed like right when Miguel, uh, right when she got pregnant or she she bailed on him or something like she moved away to get away from him. We don't learn too many details, but we just know that she raised him as a single mom. And we sort of know Miguel's like struggle, like he was more of a um, Daniel growing up where he didn't have money. He lived yeah. in a poor household and stuff, but it sort of encourages uh, Johnny to clean up his life and maybe, you know, he actually um, pays off Sid, his stepdad, so he can be completely cut from his life. He doesn't want to owe him money. Um, he wants to make amends with Robbie. Uh, just he wants to clean up his life and make things right. Um, Daniel continues bonding with Robbie, uh, who joins the LaRussos for dinner. And this is where, like, Miguel feels like he now at this point he is dating Sam after their first date, you know, they're always looking at their phones and texting and sending really corny messages back and forth. Uh, the way they portray like text messages and stuff in this, like emojis and stuff is really like, to me, it feels like an old person, what they imagine yeah. stuff is like they're sending, like he, he sends her like a, a in, in school, uh, they dissect a pig. So he sends like a animated video <laughs> of like a pig and it's like, Oh, you kill me sam or something and she like giggles like oh that's so cute and it's really stupid um <laughs> but robbie's becoming more close like closer and closer to daniel so he's like you know why don't you stay for dinner and sam's like cool you know let's have dinner and um miguel finally gets up to confidence he's like sort of pissed like why haven't i got to meet her parents yet mm-hmm. um she, but Sam's nervous because she knows that he's in Cobra Kai and Daniel will like hate that fact. I mean, that Daniel he's... says everybody Cobra Kai is bad. They're jerks. And right. she's like, well, not all of them. He's like, yes, all of them. So, yeah. da- I mean, Daniel has a very, I mean, it's very biased, very biased and unreasonable. It's just like, he's just, he's putting everybody under the same umbrella. Yeah. Like, if and you train it's just here, like you're obviously just upset like you're still you're, holding that grudge. You're holding a grudge and you're putting it on a bunch of students you don't even know. Yeah, some anyway, kids. Yeah. And so Miguel finally gains up the confidence. He's like, I'm just I'm gonna make a bold move. I'm gonna show up at the house and just introduce myself to her parents. Mm-hmm. Uh talks himself up, gets there and looks around. And this is sort of a stupid moment. He like looks he goes to the back of the house after they don't answer the door 
and sees Robbie having dinner with them. He doesn't know Robbie. I don't, and you sort of mentioned it. It's like, that could be literally anybody. Yeah, it's like she's with her family and this guy, and it's like, it could be a cousin. Right, they're not even, they're, they're not being, like, flirtatious. They're not, like, yeah. he, it's not like he walked in them, like, alone together. He walked in on this kid about their age having dinner with them. Like, yeah. What's the big deal? Who cares? Like, because he made assumptions like, oh, it's an, a, a cute guy right. that he, she's with. I, he, you know, he jumped to the assumption that he shouldn't have, though. I mean, yeah, is I don't know. Is that realistic? Do you think? I think with some people, yeah, maybe, but especially with I at mean, that age, maybe. Um, I mean, there's lots of people that, like, somebody looks at their girlfriend. It's like, oh, like, like, like. It's like an insecure, like jealousy thing. I feel like where it's like, a, like you, you looked at another dude. Do you want him? I feel like it was kind of like that. Right. Yeah, and it's it sort of starts to show like the ugly side. It's sort of bad because, I mean, I I hate it just because it's like Miguel finally he was like the loser, the nerd kid. And he finally got the girl like mm-hmm. that he really liked the, the you know the pop sort of popular girl, and you know it was it was a nice little. Simple love story there for a bit, but in this show, things move so quick, it can't be that simple. He's letting his insecurities ruin this relationship by right. being jealous. Right. Right away, he, is, he assumes. So, yeah. Um, flash forward to the next episode, or, or no, the end of this episode is, is a big scene where um, Louie, who is Daniel's cousin, shows up with like two bikers. They show up at Johnny's house and they are just smashing his windows out of his beloved car. Yeah. Um, and then they like they fucking catch it on fire and Johnny comes out and he's like, what the fuck are you assholes doing? Yeah. Whoops their asses. And of course, Louie's like, uh, my bad. Like he thought these thugs would protect him. He, he's like, if I think Louie was a little over his head. Like he, he seemed mm-hmm. to be like, guys, I just wanted to like bust up the car a little bit, not catch it on fire and burn the neighborhood down. Yeah. Um. But Johnny beats up the bikers and then gets Louie in like a chokehold and is like, where does Daniel live? I'm going to go to his house. Uh, and th- this is at night, which is interesting because we flash forward to the next episode where Johnny shows up at the LaRusso's house and it's morning. It's like, uh-huh. it's like he chokes him out. It's like, where does he live? Does he go back to sleep for the night and then show up? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But he's wearing like the same clothes and stuff and he's disheveled and he's pissed Shows up at the LaRusso house and uh, Johnny's like, you know, what the fuck are you, your idiot cousin ruined my car? Which, yeah, like at this point I am siding with him, but mm-hmm. we've talked about how this show, the communication between these two is so bad. Like if they just were like, if he was just like, hey man, mm-hmm. uh, your your cousin Louie and his guys showed up and they fucked up my car because Daniel doesn't even know about it. But he assumed he just assumes that Daniel had him them do it. And then Daniel's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And this happens I mean, like several times. I think sometimes it's kind of how much hate they have for each other. It's like they're always looking for a reason to lash out on each other. Right. So it's like two dogs that just are like on the other side of the fence barking at each yeah, other. And then when you pull the fence back, it's like, uh, and it's yeah. like when something, something bad happened, just like you meant to do that. Right. Because I want to <laughs> have the, yeah, I have to have this conflict. I can't listen yeah. to reason. It's I like want to hate it's you. It's like you're poking the bear. And right. Sometimes they are poking the bear, but 
Sometimes they're not. It's just a misunderstanding. Yeah, and it, this I really do like this episode in this season or this this uh, scene because uh, you expect like this is going to be the moment where Johnny and uh, Daniel have another fight. Mm-hmm. He shows up and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then uh, Amanda, I think, is his wife's name. She comes out and she's like, "Guys, you're both adults. Mm-hmm. It's morning. Like you're at our home." come inside, have breakfast, and talk like adults. And they do, and it's funny because, like, they come in and they sit down, and and, uh, finally Johnny's like, here's what happened, and Daniel's like, my fucking cousin, idiot Louie. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. believe he did that. Like, really sorry, man. But Amanda's sort of like, we're going to do the right thing. She's she's sort of always like Daniel's voice of reason. Like, you know, like, look at yourself. Realize what you're saying and doing. Um, I actually like Amanda LaRusso, his wife, a lot. (laughs) And she's like, you know, basically makes him breakfast, sits down. And of course, like Daniel's like, look at how he eats breakfast. Oh, what a pig, whatever. Uh, she's very level headed. Right. She's sort of yeah. about every situation. Right. She's sort of, the like I said, the voice of reason for, yeah. for Daniel. But uh, Daniel, because of Amanda's um, influence, decides to fire Louie and just let Johnny pick out a car on the mm-hmm. dealership lot, which I think is is like they they never involve police in any of these movies or the show. Uh-huh. It's like the dude burnt your car. Someone would have called the cops in the apartment complex when there's a fucking car on fire. I mean, that's what I would have done. Is like, like, but you know. Let's not get the police involved. I'll just get you a new car. Yeah. Especially when you're as rich as the Larussos at this point, and you own several dealerships. Like, and they know that Johnny's not going to pick out a new like. I don't even know what a. A, a new bmw or something he's he's gonna want like some stupid ass like 80s car yeah. he gets a, i think a dodge challenger or something but th- isn't this also where johnny finally talk says like your daughter was in the hit and run that ruined my car yeah I and think... that's that gets her grounded right and that plays an important yeah thing like she loses her phone for like a day Right. Um, they go to the dealership and he picks out like a Dodge Challenger or Charger or something. And there's like there's a fun little scene. He's like, I want to take it for a test drive mm-hmm. to make sure you're giving me a. And they're kind of snarky to each other. It's like it's like almost like they're being forced to get along. Right. By his wife. Like when you're when your mom <laughs> is like, go hug your brother after yes. you have a fight. And it's like, now you take your brother to the party and you guys be friends. Yes. It's like that. But it, this is, I love the scene just because it's like they, you know, go out to the lot and he's like, you know, I want to, like you said, they're being snarky. And he's like, you know, I'm going to test drive the car. Cause I don't trust you. <laughs> and they go for a ride and they're listening to, um, take it on the run by Ario. Yeah. Take it on the run. They're starting, baby. They're, and they're bonding. Start, they're starting to bond and they don't really, you can tell they don't really want to bond. Right. But they're realizing that they're like cut from the same cloth. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we like a lot of the same stuff. Like if, you know, it's like, we don't, we don't have to hate each other, but we still have to have this rivalry. Yeah. Um, and they actually drive the car back to Daniel's old apartment, which was cool. The old apartment building that we saw from the first movie that they moved into when his mom got that stupid job at the computers. <laughs> uh, and they start sharing lives before they met uh, and sort of talking about their upbringing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I don't think at this point, like, Johnny realizes that Daniel had a rough upbringing. He assumed that he's from money and that he had, like, you know, sort of a rich family. He's like, no, I lived in this shitty apartment. And they sort of have mm-hmm. an understanding at this point uh we're almost bonding and it's sort of nice and daniel's like 
well, you had a rich daddy. And he's like, no, I had a rich stepdad. And just kind of. Right. Yeah. So they have an understanding of like, okay, maybe we misjudge each other. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a trick. Like we're like, okay, are they going to become friends now? This is interesting. We even joked at a part. It's like, are they going to kiss? Are they going to kiss? Yeah. There's like a moment (laughs) where they're sitting in the car singing together and they're like looking over at each other like, oh, shit, are we both singing together? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, let them kiss. But uh, this is when <laughs> Sam is grounded because uh, she her mom finds out that she was involved with the hit and run accident. I don't even remember how she she found out. Uh, well, Johnny said something, and then her mom asked, like, did you get in the hit and run? And she oh, just yeah. like, instantly like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says something but like. But I wasn't driving. Yeah, it's I like, think the breakfast scene, like when Johnny's there for breakfast, he mentioned something like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, your daughter was the one that hit my car or something. I don't remember what, but uh, of course she takes the phone, which Miguel's trying to call her all day. He assumes the worst because she's not answering any of the texts or calls, and she was with that with Robbie the night before. Um, so Aisha, her old friend, gets several kids in school, including all the Cobra Kai kids, to uh, a party at the park ahead of uh yasmin's planned birthday party so the the mean girl was mm-hmm. having this big birthday bash at the beach and aisha is like i'm gonna invite all my cobra kai and all the loser kids at yeah. school and we're gonna make our own party ahead of time yep crash it basically yeah and so uh yasmin shows up and she's like you know all these bitches what are they doing here and they get in a fight and aisha gives her a, a a front wedgie which yeah. is like picks her up by her panties on the front hilarious <laughs> never seen that before but like ouch <laughs> yeah and embarrasses her like an, it's sort of like another moment like where miguel like beat everyone's ass in the school it's like she had her moment aisha had her moment because mm-hmm. she has been bullied like relentlessly they yeah. they like filmed her at the halloween dance like eating and they they made a video viral of her like being a pig and yeah and and sam is sort of a shithead like she doesn't stand up much for her friend. She feels bad about it, but she doesn't stand up to her bully friends. Like, as maybe I'm, I'm watching this as an adult, so I'm like, man, they're harsh. But I'm sure, you know, there were moments like this in high school with me and my mm-hmm. friends. Um, but Robbie is done with his lesson, and Daniel had to leave uh, to get Johnny this car. So he's like, you know, oh, I hurt my knee. I can't walk home. Um, and so... Uh, Amanda's like, Sam, can you drive Robbie home? Um, then we get out in the yard and we realize Robbie's back to his old ways in a way where he's like, I just use this to get you out of the house. Yeah, he's like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted you out of the house, which... How do you know that was going to work? Smooth move on Robbie's part, but they're leaving and and um, he's like, you know, Sam, he's like, what do you want to do, Sam? And she's like, I, there's a party I want to go to. So they show up at the party. Of course uh miguel is drunk at this point he's never drank but he's mm-hmm. at a party he's depressed he's he's pissed that his girl is answering the phone so he does the dumb thing and he gets drunk on like wine coolers or something mm-hmm. um she shows up sam shows up with robbie the guy that that miguel saw her with the night before yeah, so at dinner of course he assumes the worst like oh you haven't been answering the phone all day because you've been with robbie Right, and so he gets he's drunk and confrontational and tries to hit Robbie right away and accidentally hits Sam, mm-hmm. which, uh, not good. <laughs> not good. not not a smooth move there. Yeah. And I I hate to see like you like Miguel this whole first season and you hate to, you slowly see him, going to the bad side and see 
Robbie, who was the bad guy, go to the good side. Because uh, he was innocent in this exchange. He didn't really know until they're leaving that um, Sam even had a boyfriend. When she's like, oh, my boyfriend's at this party. Um, but Robbie's not quite innocent. But, uh, yeah, Miguel uh, tries to pick a fight. He hits Sam, um, convincing her that her father was right about Cobra Kai. So Sam's like, yeah, Cobra Kai are assholes. Um, they turned my boyfriend into an asshole. He hit me now. Uh, Johnny drives Daniel home where they find Robbie, who's back at the house. And Johnny is furious to learn that his son is learning karate from Daniel. And Daniel's like, wait a second, how do you know Robbie? Uh-huh. And he realizes Robbie is Johnny's son, so... And, it, I mean, Johnny's upset because he... He assumes that um, Daniel... Knew. Knew, like, that this was... He was his son. Right, so, once again, poor communication. Yeah. Right when we finally get Daniel and Johnny to be best friends, they're being cool with each other, they've got their beef settled... Robbie fucks it up. He gets there. They both assume the worst on both ends. Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel, of course, rightfully so, is pissed. He's like, it's like one of those moments where it's like in the in the movies. It makes me think of like when the guy like takes a bet and he's like, I bet I can make this girl hot. And then he actually falls for her. Uh -huh. I felt like that where it's like Robbie was like, I'm just going to hang out and, and get a job at uh, LaRusso just to piss off my dad. But then he realizes that LaRusso's are actually a really nice family and yeah. they take care of him. So he sticks around. Uh, but uh, this creates a whole new tension. Like Daniel fires him, tells him to leave the home. Like, you're out of here. I mean, he's you shouldn't have been you should have been honest. with He's us. hurt because it's like you just he, he's kind of like you kind of used me to get back at your father. Right. And which he doesn't realize is like, well, it started that way, but I actually like you. Right. Which I'm making this sound like a relationship, but it's. It, but know. it is. It's yeah. portrayed like that. Yeah. And um, like, you know, what Robbie did was really shitty. Um, and it's just kind of like, I, I don't know. It's like, I've done so much for you and you're, this was just re revenge. And it's like, and you put me in a awkward situation where now. You know, your dad wants to kick my ass again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And once again, if they just talk and been like, Daniel be, could be like, you know, he showed up in my dealership, got a job. I had no idea who your son. And then Robbie be like, you know, yeah, I started this as a thing, but, you know, I really do want like sit down and talk about it, guys. <laughs> and it would be over. But this leads into the season finale where, of course, um, Cobra Kai returns to the 50th anniversary of the All Valley Under 18 Karate Championship with a full team led by Miguel. So Miguel's their star participant because he's yep. been training at Cobra Kai for the longest. But they're a full-on badass Cobra Kai just like the original Karate Kid. They have the black uh, geese with yellow, you know, Cobra on the back. Um, we have several other participants, um, but also Robbie participates, signs up um, unaffiliated with any dojo, which... I question because the first the first movie, um, you know, the whole the whole thing about Daniel not being able to like he could only sign up because uh, Miyagi signed him up and then he had yeah. to have a black belt to even get in. Yeah. And now Robbie, who just started training, can get in and he didn't have a didn't even have a sensei. Yeah. No dojo association. Um, they make such a huge deal about it in the third movie that Daniel can't. He he really wants to defend his title, but can't without uh, 
Miyagi signing Miyagi. off on it. And now suddenly uh, Robbie can just sign up and do it. Yeah, he could just be like, just walk in and be like, I want to um, fight. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you're in. Right. So, of course, we have Miguel. I mean, our, ma- our main big characters are the ones that are going to advance in the uh, tournament. So we have... Uh, Miguel and Hawk advance to the semifinals. Um, Aisha is eliminated in the quarterfinals, um, which presents a new way for her and Sam to fix their friendship. Like she gets, she gets taken out, and so Sam goes in the back. And at this point, her and Miguel are broken up, and they're having this issue. Like none of the Larusos are even going to go to this, but they sponsor it from Larusso Auto. So they go, you know, uh, Amanda convinces them they need to go. Uh, she's like, I'm going to go by myself. And of course, Daniel wants to go, but he doesn't. He's so pissed. He doesn't want to be seen there. Mm-hmm. And Sam is so pissed at Miguel. She doesn't want to be seen there. Uh, and like I said, uh, Daniel's sort of hurt by Robbie because that was his going to be his star student in that. And um, they show up. Uh, eventually, uh, like I said, Sam uh, goes back and fixes her friendship with, with Aisha after the loss. She's like, I'm really sorry. I've been a shitty friend. I, you looked really awesome out there. And then she sort of like, Aisha's like, you know, well, you can always join Cobra Kai or something. And at this point, Aisha's still like one of the only likable characters. Cause she's like, she is in Cobra Kai, but she's like not a bad person yet. She's not influenced by them. Um, she kind of, but she does, when she loses, she has a piss poor attitude about it. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, she's a poor loser. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's kind of like, um, I don't know, I, I'm interrupting what you're trying to say. It's no. just like, these Cobra Kai kids, they, they're just a little bit too much. They're just, have bad attitudes and, um... They're taking cheap shots. Right. And the now now I can forget his actual name, Hawk. Um Yeah, Eli Hawk. Uh, he does an illegal kick. Yeah, he like dis or uh he does an illegal kick to Robbie's shoulder, like just like the first movie, like where Crease is like sweep the leg. Uh he basically tries mm-hmm. to hurt Robbie and and doesn't want to win fair. He wants to make it to the point where he's hurt and can't. So he actually dis- gets disqualified for dislocating and Robbie's he, shoulder. It's like, this is where you definitely see he's becoming overly violent, overly aggre- aggressive, has anger problems, he's violent. A bully. He's a yeah. yeah, he's turning to a bully. Uh, yeah, so Hawk went from, like, the most sympathetic character on the show to, like, the biggest asshole mm-hmm. pretty quick over a couple episodes. Uh, he turns into the sort of Johnny Lawrence of the first movie where he's a prick but even like after that of course obviously uh he's hurt and we get like the daniel scene going back like miyagi in the locker room and he's like look i'm really sorry i want to be your coach Mm -hmm. let me fix it rubs his hands together like he's gonna fix the shoulder yeah and then he's like medic yes that was kind of funny a really funny uh (laughs) wink from the first movie i like that they didn't go full like Daniel can do that now too. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he, he, it's like he needs help from a medical professional who pops his shoulder back in. It's an eighteen and under tournament. Like probably shouldn't let a kid fight with a dislocated shoulder, even if you <laughs> pop it back in. But they let him go out there, um, sort of like Daniel's leg in the first movie, where he's like on one leg. Now Robbie's on one arm. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes out there, and at this point, uh, 
Sam, like while they're taking a break, because now we're into the finals. Hawk gets eliminated, so now we have, of course, conveniently, Miguel versus Robbie in the finals. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, Johnny's te- Johnny's uh, coaching his star pupil against his own son, unbeknownst to anybody but um, him and mm-hmm. uh, Daniel. So, and he's kind of you could tell it's like this is hard for him to have you know his star student you know right he's yeah he's fighting not, his son right he has some simple he has he has a lot of conflict there in internal conflict which he would and <clears throat> in this series you know you see johnny grow over time um he still is a human he still has feelings for his son and it's also it's like this is this is not helping me try to repair my relationship with my son. Right. Like, and, <laughs> and he's seen like the ugly side of Cobra Kai come out that he, yeah. ha- that he hated. Like in the first movie, when crease is like, you know, sweep the leg, hurt him. Uh, no mercy. He, Johnny didn't want to do it. And crease is basically like, do it or I'll murder you. Uh-huh. Um, and then he ends up losing and gets his ass kicked by crease. He does not want, he sees like that coming out in Miguel, who was a nice guy. And he's like, mm-hmm. shit, like this isn't cool. He's like, yeah, Miguel's like no mercy. And like Miguel's taking cheap shots and Johnny's kind of like, Hey, no, like we, we don't do that. And, and Miguel's like, yes, we do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And so Miguel actually ruthlessly goes in and he actually wins, which is Mm -hmm. sort of a nice twist. It's like you sort of expect Robbie to win just because he's the nice good guy at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he trains under uh, Daniel. So you sort of assume that he's going to win, but he doesn't. Uh, Yeah. And Sam at at like between the final semifinal and final match, she tries to talk to Miguel and he's like a complete dick about everything. And she's like, why do you have to be like that? Whatever. And he's like, basically like macho, like no sympathy, no mercy. Blah, blah. And she's like, you've really changed. Cobra Kai has ruined you. Um, and she's pissed. And so her and Amanda go home. So they don't even see the final match. Um, they just leave Daniel there to coach uh, Robbie by himself. Mm-hmm. And so we have the fight and uh, Robbie only has one arm, but uh Miguel is very brutal in the fight. He beats up Robbie pretty good. Like you said, fights a little dirty, is very ruthless. He wins, but not really with honor. Yeah. And Johnny's sort of embarrassed. Like, they're all celebrating. They think, you know... Like, yeah, they're very proud of themselves. Right, very excited, and they don't quite understand why Johnny's not happy. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, you won. You got what you wanted, right? And Johnny's being human. He's like... I didn't want to see it end like this. And mm-hmm. it, he's also watching his own son get hurt, like physically hurt, not yeah. even just losing a match, but watching what he basically did to Daniel, but he won. So it's like, mm-hmm. he's having a hard time being happy. Um, he realizes that he, his methods have sort of turned Miguel into a monster. Uh, so after the match, Daniel takes Robbie to uh, Miyagi's old home and shows him sort of the dojo that he trained in um he teaches robbie a lesson like you may have lost you got second but you did it honorably like you didn't cheat you didn't you know you had one arm like there's no shame and it's not about winning or losing it's about uh being honorable it's also like robbie you just got started like right how could you expect to be 
first place. That's that's always been my thing about these movies and the show is like the and of course they have to advance it, but it's like mm-hmm. these fucking some of these kids in Cobra Kai have been there like two weeks. Yeah, they've had like I mean, do they train every day? Most of these karate things are like on a Tuesday night, like once a it's week. Like a lot of things that they're doing, it's like I don't I didn't remember seeing them learn that. Right, like, it's just like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of over the top stuff. But yeah. uh, he takes Robbie to Miyagi's old home and shows his. He basically, he's like. I'm going to use this as a dojo to continue your training. Um, and he wants to teach others Miyagi, Miyagi, Miyagi do karate. Um, at the Cobra Kai dojo, uh, at this point, Johnny's miserable. He feels awful about it. Um, he's really conflicted about the whole Robbie, you know, getting beat up. He feels bad that his star people beat him up. He gets drunk, uh, shows up at his own dojo, and. A shadowy figure appears. Do we say who it is? I already mentioned he's in this uh, when I was talking about the cast, but you can go ahead and reveal that it is Um, John Kreese. Yeah. (laughs) I blinked out on his name. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, leave you hanging. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, the pressure's on. (laughs) Yeah, I sort of put, I built that up for you, then I'm like, oh, shit, she can't really see my notes. Um, (laughs) So we get the big reveal at the end of season one that um, once again... John Kreese, who we thought was dead, who's mm-hmm. he's faked his death twice now in this franchise. He's back. And it's amazing that the actor's still around. I mean, he looks pretty much the same. He's an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but he's one of the greatest, like, character actors. I love uh, this dude. He is in, like, I think the second Rambo movie. He's in the Karate Kid movies. He is... He is um, Martin Cove is a really awesome bad guy. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the big reveal. That's the big finale. Is that we brought Crease back? So um, that's where we leave a big cliffhanger. And luckily, we started this series late, so there's not really a cliffhanger because we can go yeah. right into season two. And that's but, basically what we did. Yeah, <laughs> and like, like I've I've I binged this stupid series when it hit Netflix the first time, and I'm re and I'm enjoying the rewatch. Um, but yeah. Big, big reveal. Um, did it surprise you at all or not? Because they probably, you saw that picture of him. Yeah, but I didn't, I, I saw it, but. Didn't register? I don't know. Like, I, I expected him to pop up any time. And I don't know. It, it wasn't a big, I guess it wasn't a big surprise. I, I didn't expect it to be a, a big surprise. I, I don't know. We're not going to talk about season two yet. We just started a few episodes and that will be another episode of this show. And we're, you know, winding down here. But I'm curious, as we're going into season two, um, what are you expecting out of this? Like, what do you see? Take some guesses on what uh... will happen. Any anybody appearing? Any? Uh... I'm just curious to hear what you just take some some guesses maybe, and we'll yeah maybe what was her name Allie okay maybe pop in I don't know um I'm interested I mean obviously there's a lot more character development and I'm one to uh I don't know I just want to see all these unrepaired not unrepaired is that the word these damaged relationships i want to see where they go do they become more damaged or they become repaired 
I don't know. It's just, I don't have anything signed to say. Like, what do you think? Uh, you think Crease will be a good influence on Johnny or bad? I, th- well, I kind of know. You're, you're only a couple episodes in, so things can change. Um, I think. Will Crease change for the better or worse, or is it the same old Crease? I don't know. I'm excited. I, I don't. I don't know. That's what we have to find out right yeah <laughs> so overall uh your thoughts you really do you like this series yeah. are you do you like it are you more into the series than you were the movies or um, i mean it's easier to absorb with 20 minute episodes it's more modern i think i mean obviously watching the movies have made the series more enjoyable i don't know how i would feel if i never watched the movies trying to watch this um but it's it's just a nice some icing on the cake. Yeah, we're in this sort of like renaissance right now where everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. Um Frasier's coming back. They just announced we have a Saved by the Bell reboot. Um we have I mean, I'm trying to think of movies just re- Bill and Ted are back. Uh we just everything like everybody's jumping on the bandwagon of bringing back old things and they were ahead of the curve. I mean, this came out three, the first season came out three years ago and they were talking about doing this as a movie. And, uh, then they decided if they were going to flesh out these characters, they need a little more than like an hour and a half, two hours. And now we're on, you know, we're getting four seasons. Good for them for thinking of that, like smart idea for them to turn it into a, se- a series. Cause mm-hmm. now they're really milking it. Like, if they would have just made a Karate Kid, you know, technically, what does it be, six? Because they did yeah. four or five, yeah, and then a reboot. So some very smart on whoever was like, let's make this a series rather than a movie because they are killing it. I'm sure there's a lot more, you know, in the licensing, like all the, the, the show's hugely popular now, so they're selling the fuck out of Cobra Kai t-shirts and all the shit. So good on them. Um, before we go... I'm going to try to read off some of the notes about the first season that I thought were interesting, as I always do with the uh, movies and stuff. But I don't have a whole lot because I wanted to save some for later in the in the uh, episodes so we have something to talk about, which obviously we don't have a problem with that. I'm almost approaching two hours. Um, during the original Karate Kid shoot, director John G. Avilton, who we talked about, uh, who shot all three, who's director of all three of the original movies, um, shot hours of tournament footage from multiple angles. The crew behind Cobra Kai searched the studio vault and found a ton of never-before-seen clips, which they were able to introduce into series into this series via flashbacks. Um, one of them includes Zapka's real-life mom, who is in the stands in different angles that were unseen until 2018. Ralph Macchio told Uproar X that there were three brand-new angles of the famous crane kick. So when we see flashbacks mm. that are new. Um, that was just footage that they've been sitting on. Oh. Sort of cool that they found that so that it wasn't just. And I did joke about like when they're showing that in season one and two. I'm like, how many times do we have to see Johnny and Daniel's fight? <laughs> we remember. Yeah, we saw it three. We saw it, what, four times? And, you know, and then mm-hmm. it's like now we're back at it. Um, So the ribbon that Daniel wears when he decides to train karate again is the actual ribbon from the Karate Kid. It was given to Ralph Macchio as a, after the completion of the first film as a gift. So uh, his headband he uses is the original, not a. That's cool. New one. Um, 
also we learned i talked about it this isn't in my notes but um i talked about it on the first episode we did that he actually got the yellow truck car thing that miyagi gives him in Uh the movie he actually got that and so he bring you know the one he drives in this uh show is actually the one from the first movie and he owns it it's ralph macchio's property so that's original not a remake or a replica mm-hmm. um and we talked about this one too but i still find it so amazing ralph macchio was 56 years old at the release of this first season four years older than pat morita was at the time of the karate kid yeah so he's older than uh than miyagi was yeah it's hard to believe he's like my mom's age. Well, he's 56 <laughs> in the first season. That was three years ago. So he's almost, he's like 60 now. That's like, yeah, that's like my mom's age. Yeah. Sorry, mom. I'm putting on you on blast, but like. But your mom's also not like a big Hollywood star that can pay for all the, you know, best of everything to make you look better. She looks just fine. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you're saying like you can't believe that Danielson is your mom's age. I'm saying, I'm not saying your mom's uh, unattractive at all. I'm just saying that people always are saying, talking about Ralph Macchio, how young he looks. It's like, well, yeah, it's easy when you're a Hollywood star. People always forget that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when people was like, oh, this lovely looks so great. It's like, you would too if you had all the money. Right. Uh, in, in a behind-the-scenes featurette, Ralph Macchio and William Zapka state that even though most of the scenes they were in together in the original Karate Kid, they were either arguing or um, Macchio was getting his ass kicked, they were friendly and had a lot of fun on set. So that's nice to know. Him and uh, Zapka and uh, mm-hmm. Macchio were actually friends in real life. That's cool. In real life, Ralph Macchio and William Zapka became friends after the original Karate Kid film was completed and became a hit. Macho said that they became even closer friends after Pat Morita, Mr. Yagi, passed away in 2005. Uh, Ralph Macho and William Zapka were also 80s teen heartthrobs, with Zapka usually being depicted as the bad boy. Yeah. Um, Ralph Macho was 22 years old, portraying a 17-year-old high school student when filming The First Karate Kid, which we talked about. Mary Mouser who plays his daughter, Samantha, in the series Cobra Kai, was also 22 years old, portraying a 17-year-old while filming season one. Really? So his daughter's 22 also. Yeah, she looks pretty young for her age. And her mom, Daniel's wife, Amanda, is only uh, 14 years older than her. So once again, just like Daniel's mom was only 14 <laughs> years older than Daniel. It's such a Hollywood thing. Yeah, but it's it's like crazy. Like The numbers are exact. Like She's the same age as yeah. Daniel. And then the mom, and and the mom does, Daniel's mom actually returns in this first season. We didn't really talk about her, but. um, um, Wait a minute, Amanda's like 36? Is that what you're saying? She would be, well, she's 22, she's 14 years older, so yeah. I'm sorry, but she looks older than 36. Maybe they made her up to be older, I don't know. I mean, just kind of like, by the face. I don't. Yeah, although they play mother and daughter, uh, Courtney. Yeah, Amanda LaRusso is only 14 years older than Amanda than Mary Mouser, who plays Samantha. Um, one of the executive producers is your boy Will Smith. Really? Will Smith also served as a producer of the 2010 film reboot, which starred his mm-hmm. son, Jaden. So, uh, yeah, he's a producer on this show. And uh, I've seen his name at the beginning of the credits. I didn't know. I was like, there's a million Will Smiths. It's a very common name. Yeah. But it's that Will Smith. Okay. The Will Smith. 
and like I said, there's uh, I've read a whole bunch of other stuff, but this is just what I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's Cobra Kai season one. Cool. Did you have anything to add before we uh, say goodnight? You know what I'm going to add. Honk! <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back for season two of Cobra Kai. I'm going to probably spread these out a little bit because I have some uh, new stuff coming your way. But we appreciate any kind of feedback. If you're enjoying this, let us know. If you're not enjoying it, please don't let us know because we'll cry. No, please do let us know because... Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, we're just going to keep doing these whether you like them or not. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. So just don't let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast.